Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Kelvin, back with another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. And I do want to thank you again for tuning in and always listening to whatever I have to say, whether you agree or disagree. I'm humbled and grateful for that. And I'm humbled and grateful that you have been listening to not just one episode or two episodes, but all of my episodes. And I just want to thank you all for that. And you know how I do. I don't have to explain how I do this show, but there's just something that I need to talk about. So what I'm going to do, like I always do, is take a pause for the calls, and we'll be back with more of the Kelvin Wilson Show. All right, y'all, so let's go ahead and talk about it, okay? So Dave Chappelle, basically on August 26th, which was the day before my birthday, my birthday is on August 27th, which I have uh, celebrated 40 years on this planet, man. 40 years. I'm 40 years old, y'all. Can y'all believe it? But back to what we're going to be talking about today. So Dave Chappelle dropped a new stand-up special on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. Now, of course, we know basically what that entails, right? So for those that don't know, it's been in, in, in a weird planet planet or something like that. The, the thing is, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? And I remember being told this. I think I, I was told this as a child, you know. Um, matter of fact, I remember... Like when people used to make fun of me when I was a kid or talk about me as a kid. And I would go to my mom and my dad and like tell them what people said to me or about me or whatever. And and I remember like my mom used to say, she used to say two things. Well, you can't worry about what everybody says about you. And then the other thing that she said, which she said a lot was, where they talked about Jesus Christ. And I remember as a kid growing up to like preteen, teenage, and I remember just her always saying that. It was something that I was just like, do I even want to hear this right now type of thing? But, But that always stuck in me. So sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And it seems like every time Dave Chappelle hits the stage, especially when it comes to the stand-up specials he has produced and released on Netflix. It seems like the sticks and stones are breaking the bones and the words are hurting a lot of people, primarily the people who are very outraged about what he's saying is is the transgender community and cancel culture. Because we're living in this time and in this world where canceling somebody for saying things that go against the grain or you don't necessarily agree with. And because you don't necessarily agree with the things that are being said, 
all of a sudden that person needs to be canceled so the I remember like right after I saw this new stand-up special right the first article that I saw was from Vice uh and y'all know what Vice is like uh they are a, a media outlet um they have their own channel they have their own website you know they've done things from Vice News to um Fuck That's Delicious by Axon Bronson they Vice used to be the channel that used to have Deezus and Miro before Deezus and Miro went to Showtime so they were the first the first article that I saw reviewing the new Chappelle thing was Vice Vice.com uh, article and it just said oh well you can go ahead and skip Dave Chappelle stand up special sticks and stones like already out the jump you're telling somebody to go ahead and skip it and I don't think the people at Vice or anybody who pushes that agenda because you don't necessarily agree with what somebody is saying joke wise here's the thing when somebody tells a young Kelvin I wouldn't go to that girl's house. You don't know you don't know about that neighborhood. You don't know what she's like. I wouldn't go to that girl's house. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to that girl's house. So you did nothing from your article except for push people to watch this stand up. This is where thinking critically and not thinking critically come into play. Here's the thing. On my Facebook page, right? And I'm going to go ahead and pull this up. Because I said something. Because it seems like cancel culture and the uh, transgender community have a problem with Chappelle's jokes, right? So, this is the, the thing that I wrote on my Facebook I said, I believe that the LGBTQ have a right to be upset about jokes being told about them. Matter of fact, I believe that everyone has the right to feel some kind of way about a joke being said about them, whether it's race, religion, uh, um, sexual orientation. I wholeheartedly agree with the fact of if you don't like a joke you should maybe be offended yes I I believe that you have the right to be upset about somebody saying a joke that you don't agree with when it comes to maybe your religion or your sexual preference right but I don't believe that you have the right to tell a comedian that they can't tell those jokes when I was growing up, I remember the first comedian that I remember seeing do live stand-up, and not that I went to a live show. The first comedian that I remember seeing do a live stand-up on, on like a video table or on, on a cable channel or something like that, like there, there's a couple of things. 
One was Bill Cosby. He had this special called Bill Cosby himself. And I remember that because sometimes he, he would be standing up and sometimes he would be sitting down. But Bill Cosby would tell these jokes and these stories and, and they wasn't offensive, right? But then I remember stuff like, uh, I remember like Rodney Dangerfield having having a uh, comedy special where he had other comedians come out on stage and perform jokes. And then I remember Robert Townsend and his partners in crime. So I remember, uh, I remember that. So going back to what I was talking about, right, I remember just vividly about comedians, right? Um, I remember Death Comedy Jam. I remember um, George Carlin stuff. I remember Gary Shandling stuff. I remember listening to like finding Richard Pryor albums in, in my dad's record collection and me and my brother would sneak to listen to these albums because they were just vulgar and, and how we couldn't watch like stuff like Delirious and Raw from Eddie Murphy because we were young and 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 I remember all of these things and I I, I, I say that because I, I, I mentioned a lot of black comedians because I want to just not only because I'm African-American, but I, I want to give you a sense of black comedy. Black comedy comes from a place of trying to understand and trying to navigate the world that's been given to us. This, this landscape of the world that we're living in. So yes, there there's going to be jokes about gay people and there's going to be jokes about white people there's going to be jokes about um us and and police and everything that black people can talk about right um when kevin hart had the incident when he wanted to host the oscars and all of these people found these tweets of jokes that he said about his son and jokes that he was going back and forth with people he know right a lot of outrage came from that right but it was outrage from there was some black um gay and and lesbian and transgender and queer people who and bisexual people who were offended but because black people only make up 13% of the population the rest of the outrage goes to goes to Caucasians right I mean don't get me wrong there's other races that were probably offended too but because white people make up more of the population than any other um, race then there's a lot of white people who are outraged about these things that are being said and because there uh, seems to be this, because black comedy right now 
seems to be at this this thing where it's it's not it's not Chitlin Circuit anymore. There's eyes on black comedy and black comedians. And whenever things pop off when it comes to a black comic, you know, they say we're homophobic, we're transphobic, we're misogynistic, we're sexist. And then we have to apologize, right? Because white people, and not just everybody else, but especially white people, because we're going by white people, Caucasians being the majority of people on this planet, right? So Caucasians feel offended by the things that a lot of comedians say, but there are more black comics that are being butchered by this. And I get it. Like I said, you have the right to be offended by the jokes that are being said about your religion, about your sexual preference, or your sexual orientation, or the color of your skin. But you don't have the right to tell somebody that they can't watch what they want to watch because you don't like it. And you don't have the right to tell a comedian that they can't tell these jokes. Let me tell you something about the history of black comedy, just a little bit. The, the stuff that you hear black comics say that you get offended by, right, are stuff that we have said about each other. There's this thing in, in black culture that we call Jonas or Jiving or the dozens, right? Playing the dozens, right? So here you have us going back and forth on each other. And I remember telling a friend of mine who happened to be a Caucasian woman because we were talking about the Kevin Hart situation at the time. And I told her, I said, whether you don't like the jokes or not, I get that because you have friends that are gay and lesbian and transgender. And and I have friends that are gay and and bisexual and um, I don't have any friends that's transgender um, but but I have friends who I talk like I have friends that, that I communicate a lot with who are uh, gay and, 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 and lesbian and bisexual and queer and and I tell them that because you are of a different race I'm not saying that you should not be offended but I feel like you can't make me and my people apologize because you feel because you felt a certain way about about our humor right Joning and and jiving or the dozens as it's called has been going on for in our history and in, in black history for the longest time and a lot of this stuff was in the chitlin circuit and because now comedy has spread so wide that a lot of white people and a lot of asian people and a lot of um uh mexican people are and and transgender people all everybody is getting a taste of black culture through the eyes of black comics right whether it's Kevin Hart, Dave Chappelle, uh, Richard Pryor, 
uh, Bill Cosby, Cat Williams, um, Linnell, uh, Red Grant, um, uh, uh, and, and, and just countless others, right? You're getting, you're, you're seeing things through our eye, right? And I feel that, and I'm going to say this, and I don't care who I offend. I feel like if you're not black, you shouldn't tell us to apologize about something that's been in our culture for years, for decades. I feel like just because you feel like it's bad and you don't understand it, doesn't make us bad or make us bad people. We are just jiving around. We are just playing the dozens. Half the time we're playing the dozens and our critique of the world and our critique on each other and our critique on other people. And yes, Dave Chappelle had a lot of things right in his stand-up and a couple of his stand-ups, right? Do you know how easy it is when he talked about Muhammad Ali and he said, do you know how easy it is for Caitlyn Jenner and transgender people to, to, to switch the identity that they feel like they are. Do you realize how easy that is? And Muhammad Ali had a rough time changing his name. He wasn't changing his sexual identity because that's what he was feeling inside. He was changing his name and they gave him grief. He, you know, he didn't want to fight in the war, and they stripped his his medals away from him. And Chappelle was right about another thing. Some of this, if not all of it, reeks of white privilege. Because when Chappelle does a stand-up, you have headlines saying, you can go ahead and skip this. When Kevin Hart says... Uh, things that you don't agree with, then the academy says, "Well, you better apologize to this, to 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 uh, to, to to the gay and lesbian community, or you will not host the Oscar." And then you have people like Don Lemon and other people saying, "Well, why don't you be an ally? Come on and just be an ally." I feel like I don't have to be an ally to anybody. I'm an ally to myself. I'm an ally to my people. I'm an ally to my family. That's who I'm an ally for. But because the culture that we are living in right now is suggesting that everybody hold hands and we all kumbaya, everybody loves each other, that's the culture that we're living in. But that is not the case. Because the gay lesbian, transgender, bisexual, and queer community, there are divisions in your ranks. And there is division when it comes to white transgender people versus black transgender people. Like, before you tell anybody else to get things in order, I have to work before I can tell somebody to clean up my clean up their house. I need to make sure my house is clean. I was always told that as a, as a kid. I remember telling somebody, tell, being taught that 
before you tell somebody that their house is dirty or they need to clean their house or they need to fix up their house, you make sure your house is fixed, right? That's what I was always told. I was watching a video with Jay Washington and he brought up some things that I just said too in this thing. Do I feel like some of this is, uh, uh, a lot of it is, is, is there's a there's a culture shift there's a culture thing and because a lot of it is black comedians that's being somewhat targeted yes because of the jokes we're telling but we've been telling these jokes for decades and yes like i said you have the right everybody has the right there's jokes that bill maher says about christianity that i flat out don't agree with and because I, I am a Christian, I don't agree with some of the things he says about God and Christianity. But I would never tell Bill Maher that he can't say those jokes. And that's where we are. That's where we are right now, guys. We are right there in the cusp of telling people, you shouldn't be allowed to say this joke. You shouldn't be allowed to say that. You shouldn't be allowed to say that. And I'll leave you with this. This is something that... that hit me in the new Chappelle stand-up, which was funny, by the way. One of Chappelle's best stand-ups, I believe, since kill, Killing Them Softly. I will say Killing Them Softly. I will say Sticks and Stones, Killing Them Softly, for what it's worth, and then um, the the ones that he released on Netflix. Those are my, those are my top Chappelle um, stand-up performances, right? Chappelle said this when he had to go to the uh, standards and procedures office about some sketches about Chappelle's show. And one of the sketches, he said the, the, the F word, the derogatory term for gay people. And he said, fine, okay, cool, I'll take it out. And then he went back and he said, hey, wait a minute. Why is it that I can say nigger? without impunity with 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 impunity but I can't say the word the f word and she looked at him and said because Dave you're not gay and he said yeah but I'm also not a nigger so in essence what that told me is that Everybody is safe. Everybody is safe. But if we want to say the N-word or talk about ourselves and degrade ourselves or be mean to ourselves, that's fine. As long as it fits what you think is entertainment, especially when entertainment comes from an African-American experience. So if faggot and tranny and 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 um uh all the uh gay uh slurs all the, the the bad gay slurs if all of those are bad then you need to be you need to be straight on across the board for everything so if those words are bad then nigger should be bad and you should blank out nigger. Do you realize 
I've heard, I've seen shows where they will blank out SAG. I've seen shows where they will blank out WAP. I've seen shows where they would blank out Chink. I've seen shows where they would blank out Wetback. I've seen shows that have done these things. And some shows, they have left it in. And some shows I've seen like on regular television where they will block those words out. But the one word that still remains to not be unblocked or or not uh, diluted or not censored is nigga. I wonder why that is. But I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Kelvin Wilson Show. You can catch my show on all of the podcasting platforms. You can not only catch this show on Anchor.fm, but you can catch this show on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And I thank you again for tuning in. And until then, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.